We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. So glad to have you. Okay, so we've got two things kind of percolating here today. Number one is the college football playoff. Now, what I'm positing is that even if USC, who already has one loss and is currently ranked fourth, even if they lost Perloff in a close game to Utah, which, yes, would be a second loss to Utah, I get that, in one season, I still think they would have a great resume and they should be in over one loss Ohio State. First of all, Ohio State's idle this week because they failed to beat Michigan, which means they are not playing in the Big Ten championship game. I think that USC has more wins over ranked opponents than Ohio State does. USC would have never lost at home, which Ohio State did. USC has the odds-on favorite for the Heisman in Caleb Williams. And I think that the momentum that USC has right now, I know the committee has never put in a two-loss team, but if it's a close loss, like a last-second field goal or something like that, I think USC has the case. You know, I think a two-loss team, for them to put them, break all tradition and put a two-loss team in, it has to be a real exceptional reason, like way over the top. And the fact that Ohio State, yeah, I mean, they have a much better win than USC has because they beat Penn State, who mysteriously is ranked that high. I don't think it's that great a win myself, but the committee does. So Ohio State can make an argument. I mean, there's their rank is where Ohio State has the hardest schedule in the country, uh, especially if you count the Michigan loss. It, it's not over. You have to be over the top by a mile. And I just don't. And also, it's not like Ohio State doesn't have stars, and they'll get stars back. They'll have JSN back. They'll have Travion Henderson back. I think that they're a really good team, even against Michigan. I know you and I disagree with. I saw, I saw a, a probably more talent on the Ohio State side than the Michigan side. It just felt like Ohio State's for some reason they gave up these fluke big plays. Yeah, maybe because Michigan's better. I don't think uh, there were fluke plays when like five of them happened in the game. A fluke plays like one or two. They were they were killing them for explosive well, plays all game. Ohio State's defense stinks. The back, but they they said we're going to stop the run, and they did for a long time. I I just think offensively, you look at Ohio State, you're like, oh well, there's there they go, and then the second half, they I don't know. What it was happened. a it was a blowout. It was twenty two point loss, and quite frankly, it didn't even feel anywhere close. Well, I mean, when was the game totally out of control though? Like four minutes left, four minutes into the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it was forty. It was not forty nine. Well, okay, it's, yes, not some of the blowouts we've seen in college football where it's fifty six to nothing. I understand. that. I think there was a point where Ohio State was outgaining them two or three to one early in the game in the first half. So I know, but then what? Did, what happened? Michigan adjusted. They started throwing the ball downfield. Donovan Edwards had a great game, and Ohio State never adjusted. Yeah, no. Ohio State needs to recruit and find two new safeties before they get <laughs> into the final four. Yes, can uh, that happen? Do they have enough? Time to make that Okay, work so you're so week. confident about Michigan. If Ohio State plays Michigan again, are you so sure Michigan's going to blow them out? Well, I don't know. I mean, rivalry games, I get that. But yeah. I think that my case here is for USC, that basically this top four, I think, is is lose, is lose-proof or should be lose-proof, right? So if any of them lose in this final weekend, yeah. especially if it's tight, I think they all still make it in. I think we basically agree now that TCU would still be in with a close loss to Kansas mm. State. I don't Kansas know. State ranked tenth. I mean, it, that that be that's a tough. Uh, I guess a tough it depends game. on how the game looks. You don't you don't think there'll be any argument for Ohio State? Ohio State. There definitely will be an argument. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of future pros there. So did TCU has had a few too. It's not like they're chopped liver. I'm just saying, I, I think that Ohio State is going to be considered. I, I, you know, ESPN, their FPI, whatever that is, <laughs> quasi science, uh, whatever it is, and however they calculate football it, power sure. index, they have Ohio State in there by far. It's not even close. 
And I think I think that, you that know same why? thing. Because, yeah, because they're a better team. No, but what they do, I think they put a lot into strength of schedule. Yeah. So they put a lot into strength of schedule, but USC has more wins over ranked teams. And what's weird about the strength of schedule thing is that in these last college football playoff rankings, the, the second to last ones that came out last night, there are only three teams that made it from the Big Ten. It's only Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, as opposed to the six teams that made it out of the Pac-12 or the five teams that made it out of the SEC. So I'm not exactly sure how, just because they play Michigan, that's why Ohio State's strength of schedule is so much better. Oh, I, I think the, the Big Ten teams are definitely better than the Pac-12 teams from top to okay, bottom. Okay, how? You can't make that claim. There's three Big Ten teams in the final 25, and there's six Pac-12 teams. Well, I look at the whole the whole conference. So you're saying you think the Pac-12 is stronger than the Big Ten I'm, from top I'm, to bottom? I'm looking at the college football playoff top yeah. 25, and the committee is telling me that. Because Ooh. why wouldn't more Big Tw- Big Ten teams be in there if they're so such a great conference? I mean, I think that a lot of them fell off. I, I just I have trouble believing that. Just eyeballs. The, the Pac-12... Is a much better. Co- they, do you really think people look at USC and say, "Wow, they got through the Pac-12"? That's a huge feat. There's no way they're saying that. I know, but then how did USC, Utah, Washington, Oregon State, Oregon, and UCLA all get into this top twenty-five? But, Wouldn't it have been Minnesota and, and Nebraska? Well, I'm just brought out. Teams I think that the really bottom stink. of the Big Ten. I'm sorry, <laughs> Illinois. Why didn't they get in? And why didn't you know Maryland and all these other Big Ten teams didn't make it? Well, they all beat each other up for one. I, I don't. That totally your opinion. The and I mean the SEC is way better than the Pac-12, and they got five teams into the Pac-12. Series. Yeah, so I don't think that's a necessarily a fair metric. But hey, you know what? I'm just saying there's a lot of metrics <laughs> we can use, and I think that football power index thing must take strength of schedule into account. Yet the teams that actually made the college football top 25, there's only three of them from the Big Ten. Right, and then there's there's a metric right that Ohio State has the toughest schedule. I thought it was Alabama. Had the toughest game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen Ohio State with the toughest. It's top five. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty clear. If you come out of the Big Ten is, I think, tougher. I just think Pac-12, I know they have these ranked teams, but like, how do you think UCLA would fare in the Big Ten? We'll find out. Yeah, we're going to find out I very soon, great. actually. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Sean is in Maui. Ah, oh, Maui. Sean, what's happening? I totally agree with you, Maggie. I think that the Pac-12 is solid. I do not think the Big 12 was solid this year. They barely have a 500 team representing the other side in Perdon't. Uh, but I am worried that Perdon't will beat Michigan, and uh, then where are we going to be? Maybe we should have some backup games like Alabama versus Ohio State, a little cross-conference action to back up in case something happens. Wait, you really think that Purdue is going to beat Michigan? I think it's possible. I watched that Illinois-Michigan game, and if it weren't for a few lucky calls at the end, Illinois should have won that game. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Well, if, you know, Ohio State's right there ready to pounce, Alabama's right there ready to pounce, Tennessee's right there. I mean, I don't think we're going to need them, but maybe maybe Ohio State. I I would love to see Alabama versus Ohio State this weekend for that backup position. (laughs) I think that's what they should be doing. Yeah, well, pretty soon, Sean, we're going to get 12 teams in the college football playoffs, so we'll have plenty of uh, first-round games and all of that. It'll be a lot of fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. By the way, uh, Michigan's in. I, I, was, I think Michigan's you're in kidding, even, right, even if Purdue, even if they yeah, Purdue, Purdue can win by think, four touchdowns. I, they just beat Ohio State in Columbus. I know, but I think Perloff needs to stay up late and watch the Pac-12 because that's a really good conference of football. Washington, Oregon State, Oregon, all really good teams. 
Yeah. Oh, like Perloff's not watching the Pac-12, Sean. I mean, all right, let's look at <laughs> the... He's texting me at 1 o'clock in the morning. Are you watching this Oregon State game? I'm like, oh, boy. Let's look at the uh, the out-of-conference. Thank you, Sean, so much. Appreciate it. Wish we were in Maui today. I mean, come on. Obviously, the committee is does not feel the, the way Sean does. I don't think the committee has ever shown any respect for the Pac-12. No, but I just said there's six teams who are in. In the, in the top 25. Is that not respect? It's more than any it, other Power 5 uh, conference. So the when, SEC has five, the Big Ten is three, the ACC has four, and the Big 12 is three. How many times? Okay, so who? let's figure out how many have they put into the Final Four. They put Washington one year in. Yeah. Uh, they put Oregon. Was Oregon yeah. in the Final Four era? I don't think yes, so. Yes, the first one. Yes. With Florida State. The first one. Okay. No, the first one was Ohio State, right? So right, but it was Florida State, Ohio State, Bama, and Oregon in that one. Okay, so basically, it's it's never rewarded the Pac-12. No, the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve have been sort of the stepchild of the for the committee. Yes, right, right. right. I mean, probably because. But we're the, talking about this year, right now. I'm not talking about historically. Right now, we have TCU who's going to get in, I believe. So there's one for the Big Twelve, and I think they're telling you that they like the Pac-12. We'll see. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, yeah, they might put UCLA at 16, but that has nothing to do with what they're going to do with their final four. Uh, but I'm just talking about the respect that they're giving to the conference. Okay, what happens in the final four? We have to wait and see what happens this weekend with USC. But it's hard not to say that they're not giving respect to the Pac-12 when they put all these teams in the top 25, right? I, I Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but I I don't think, I think Ohio State gets more respect for being in the Big Ten. I think Ohio, I think they're going to make a strong case to get Ohio State in. I'm kind of with the ESPN football power deck. <laughs> the FBI, I'm, however they calculate it. I'm also just looking at like the top, those six teams you're talking about, Maggie, yeah. who they played out of conference. I mean, USC played Rice and Fresno State, Washington had Kent State, Portland State. They beat Michigan State, who I guess at the time was ranked, but. They didn't well, Michigan State well. had a, yeah. a, a bad year. Right? I mean, obviously, Oregon got crushed by Georgia. They had a nice win against BYU. But I said, Utah did, lost to and, Florida. And who did Michigan play in their out-of-conference? I'm, no, I'm, looking, I'm looking more at the, at the whole of the conference. It's just the Pac-12 didn't play enough out-of-conference to really get a determination. Outside of Florida beating Utah, Oregon getting crushed by Georgia, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to tell play enough to like show anything. So I think I was being a little too harsh, but it is really hard to tell the relative strength of the Big Ten, the Pac-12, because they don't play each other. When they go to this final twelve, and eventually if they go to a Power Five format, then we'll know. Then we'll really know. That's but also, point. too, obviously, the Pac-12 is losing USC and UCLA. I think there's going to be there's going to be three power conferences. Well, and right? that's for now. I mean, yeah. that's just for now. I mean, what else do we think is going to happen with the Pac-12? Right, like once, well, they can't add anybody. To no, that's what I'm that, saying. Yeah. Who else could get poached away? Yeah, I'm saying. I mean, you're gonna have SEC number one, Big Ten number two, and then ACC is the third option. Or uh, Big Twelve, yeah. But the Big Twelve's already adding four teams, right? That's gonna happen right, next but year. like a Houston and a Cincinnati and a SMU. I mean, yeah, I guess they, if Notre Dame joins somebody, but it's clearly SEC one, Big Ten two, as far as the power. I don't think that's really up for debate. Um, I. If you're just talking about like the like power, on a like, macro level, yeah, I mean, not Big Ten right just this pulled, second, yeah, yeah. I mean, Big Ten just pulled USC out of the Pac-12. They're obviously the it conference. I think so. Although, did you see that Ashanti is going to be singing the national anthem of the Big Twelve championship game? Remember, we talked to their commissioner Brett Yormark about how they're trying to make the uh, Big Twelve seem, you know, like younger and hipper. And I was like, great, the Ashanti. I don't know if it makes anyone younger or hipper, but that's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> she was awesome when I was in college. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> I love her. I'm still about it. 
Uh, yeah, you're right. I guess uh, put in TCU. <laughs> the younger hipper conference. I love. They went with the with a nostalgia play for me. Who's the? Uh, who do the other conferences have? I don't. I've got nothing for you. I've got no press releases. I assume Luke Bryan is playing this. He's, he's got to be playing I mean, somewhere. Is, is he? Is there any college football weekend that he's not involved with somehow? <laughs> that guy is at more college football functions than I think any other recording artist. How come he has? I'm surprised he hasn't played the Super Bowl. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Can we effort that? Who is singing the national anthem at the SEC championship game and also the Big Ten championship game? Get on the Google machine for that. Uh, okay, we've waited long enough. Coming up next, Perloff's against the grain. He's going to read the mind of some NFL quarterbacks. Get to that in just a moment. So glad to have you on the Maggie and Perloff show, 855-212-4CBS. Back in a minute. All right. I have an issue with how everyone was ripping Zach Wilson for his press conference because he was asked, "Is it what was he basically asked? Was it the offense's fault because you lost tonight? And no, said, it no. was, do you feel like you let the defense down? Because the defense had played so well against the Patriots in both games. They'd only allowed one touchdown, one offensive touchdown. Right, but they said, did the offense. Did Yeah, did, do you feel like the offense let the defense down? Right, you right. and the offense. But there was he. they basically asked about the unit, and I think yeah. he was defending. But anyway, my point is, why do we take anything a quarterback says at a press conference seriously? They're just, <laughs> That's a bigger question. They're just lying, right? <laughs> they're totally lying. Tom Brady admitted it on the shop. 90% of the time he lies. It's complete, complete lies, all of it. Well, but it's also a message because it might be a lie, but the locker room, the fans, everyone's hearing your lies. So you got to make sure you lie correctly. Oh, that's so dumb. Because Tony <laughs> Romo, who's the number one telecaster, he was so specifically said nothing. You will never, you can't find one quote from a Tony Romo press conference. Nor have I looked. I tell you, they don't, it doesn't mean anything, Brady. So against the grain, we're going to try and figure out what guys really mean when they say these things. Because we have no idea. Let's hit the music. Against the grain. All right, uh, I will play the quarterback quote, and then I will translate into what the quarterback was really thinking. Oh, lovely, okay. Because this is what we really need. Instead of taking them at face value, let's let's dig a little deeper. Okay. All right, play the first one. Our buddy out in Denver, having a tough time, Russell Wilson. Mike and I are on the same page. You know, we, he, um, he came off, uh, you know, after they, I think they kicked the field goal, and he he was he was pissed off. He just said, we got we to gotta F and go, you know, and... Uh, I agree, you know, so me and him on the same page, we, you know, there's no, uh, there's no uh, animosity there at all. We're on the same page. We, we, we got to win. Okay. I'm going to translate. Here's what's <laughs> going through his mind. I did not know who Mike Purcell was until this Sunday. <laughs> I play with Hall of Famers like Bobby Wagner and Richard Sherman, and I barely knew their names. Do you think I knew who Mike Purcell was? How can I have animosity towards a man I've never met until Sunday? Uh, as for using the word effing, I'm very sorry, but you know what? It's time for drastic measures. Let's effing ride. Oh, I'm sorry. That's too far. Slow down, Russ. Slow down, Russ. Take a breath. All right, let's ride. All right, hit the next one. Aaron Rodgers. I got good news with the scans yesterday, so I plan on playing this week. Listen, we are 8-4, and 4-8, four, 12-0, four and 0-12. And oh, oh I'd be wanting to suit up this week. How come and not I- just because it's Chicago, because that's what you do. You go out there, and if you can play... You play. You don't need some doctor to give you an excuse. No. You can go out there and compete, and you have competitive greatness in your body, in your heart, in your mind. You go out and play. There is only one reason I'm playing, and that's because it's Chicago. 
those scans I was talking about that look good, that was the all-22 tape of the Jets-Bears. This Bears defense, sorry, Samter, they gave up. If Mike White can torch them, I am going to torch them. That's my job. I torch the Chicago Bears defense. After that, I'm probably done. But this week, there's no way I'm not playing. That's totally what Rodgers is yeah. right Also, about shocker, Aaron Rodgers not listening to the doctors. Wouldn't be the first time. What else you got? All right. Uh, let's, let's hear from uh, our old friend Tom Brady. I always look at how, what I need to do better. I had a chance to hit Mike down the sideline and over time to win the game. You know, I didn't get it done. You can give in to the outside noise and everyone telling you, oh, it's not your fault. It's something else's fault. I think that's BS. It is your fault when you lose. And you you take it personally when you lose. And it, you shouldn't sleep at night when you lose. Okay. That was from the Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray, of course. Here's what Tom Brady is really thinking. That crap was not my fault. Mike <laughs> Evans isn't even running out there. He's jogging. Reach up and catch the ball, Mike. And now I'm supposed to call timeouts. Not sure if you read TMZ, Maggie, but I got a lot on my mind. I barely have the mental energy to play, let alone to start coaching at the same time. Why did I get Bruce Arians fired? And where's Gronk? I thought he was kidding when he said retires. Who retires? I'm definitely coming back next year, just not on this team. Yeah, okay. I believe that. Let's hear a little Tua Tungavailoa. Having someone that, first off, believes in you makes all the difference. Ha- having someone that... Uh, calls me randomly just telling me how much I mean to, to him you know and it's cool I've, I've never had that I've never experienced that this is my first time experience having that kind of relationship with someone uh, just love that guy yeah, he's talking uh, it's Tua talking about Mike McDaniels yeah translation uh, you see that game Brian Flores you read those MVP <laughs> rankings that's my name in there I could always play you didn't need to win with defense what about you, Coach Saban? I won your title, and not once did you tell me you love me. <laughs> Mike McDaniels gives the best hugs. I love that guy. That's definitely what he's saying. Yeah. He's basically saying that. Oh, my gosh. Do you okay. think Mike McDaniel really calls him randomly just totally. to say how great he is? 100%. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's play Justin Herbert. Oh, it's Coach again. Let's, uh, you want to hear some quarterback speak? Let's hear some Justin Herbert. Every week that you're going into, you're going to try and win that game. You know, there's a lot of football to be played, and the guys are excited to be a part of it. You know, whatever happens, happens. We're going to do our best to, to go out there and win every game that we can. But we're just thankful to be a part of it and uh, have a chance playing some more football. Maybe if I keep stringing together random words, they'll let me off the podium. <laughs> I'd rather have more broken ribs and try to answer one more of these questions. Thank God we hit that two-point conversion. That was crazy. My coach is a nut. And why is everyone on this team hurt all the time? Including uh, At least my hair looks good. Wait, I'm wearing a hat. If that PR guy doesn't save me, I'm dead. And you know, that's fact. That is the most accurate statement. I mean, what did he say there? He said, whatever happens, happens. We're going to do our best to go out there and win every game that we can. What the? Is he even it's trying? A, it's just a privilege to be out there getting to play. 110%. Whatever, whatever right. sport we're playing. Let's hear a little <laughs> awesome. uh, New England Patriots Mac Jones after they lost to the Vikings. I think we all played with effort and toughness, and that's all you can ask for, and want to be able to score more points and win the game. So that's all that I care about. That's all that we care about is winning, and we didn't do that tonight. Had 380 yards. He was really thinking. I will never forget that you wanted to bench me for Bailey Zappi. <laughs> I know we lost, and that sucks, but I was on point. I'm basically taking over Tom Brady. I was in the Pro Bowl as a rookie, and that's not enough for you people. <laughs> Meanwhile, coach is making us say stuff like we scored more points or makes no sense. Everybody knows that we sound like idiots. It's so cold in New England. If Tom Brady retires, can I go down to Tampa Bay? Is there any doubt he's saying that? That is, You nailed that one. Mac Jones wants out of that cold like, weather. Also, did anyone notice the, the 15 pounds of muscle that I put on this offseason? I'm in the best shape of my life. Nobody appreciates it. Nobody cares. <laughs> wow. All right, let's skip down to 
Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk Cousins won on Thursday night, was in a good mood. Here's what he had to say. Well, he's got grills. That's probably the next step. I need to go get some custom grills. I got to call my dentist. I don't know if my dentist back in Holland, Michigan gets a lot of requests for grills, but I need to call him. <laughs> okay, here's what he's really thinking, Maggie. I'm gonna I know Kirk Cousins a yes. I'm taking you in the mind. This is my worst nightmare. Is this even funny anymore? Is it even appropriate? It feels very <laughs> off. That's all the media wants to talk about. I'm a top 10 quarterback in every passing category, and nobody cares. They just want to see me put on more stuff. But wait, maybe I am really funny. Should I consider stand-up comedy after my playing days? Something like, you ever get into a minivan and you weren't sure if it had an automatic door or you had to close it yourself? What's the deal with that? What a conundrum. All right, forget it. Comedy is out. I better make a deep playoff run or everything is going to turn on me again. You agree. I mean, Kirk has a... We've the, gone too far with panic, this thing. The panic on yes. his face when he has to do these jokes. I know. He knows that it's not funny anymore. Also, and he does like, not know how to get out of it. You're right. Like, is this appropriate? No. Is it not? Nobody it knows here. Not. It's not working. And that's what they did to Taylor Heineke, too, right? The commanders put all the chains and stuff on him. It's yeah, like, that's this isn't villain. that funny. But really, Kirk Cousins is going to wear this one, no pun intended. And I am... <laughs> Guarantee he wants out of this joke, Maggie. He, I mean, you've been, he's you've looking interviewed for an him, exit. Right? I've you've interviewed been, Kirk Cousins yeah, several times. He is he's not a delightful guy, but he is not looking for a comedy routine. No, he's not. He's looking to answer the questions like Justin Herbert and get the hell out of there. All right, finally, Kyler Murray. This is a little adult. I hope we have some beeps. Let's play what he said after their last loss. No, it wasn't. That wasn't for Hop. Actually, um, schematically, I mean, they kind of we we were kind of. <laughs> Okay, what what Kyler Murray was really thinking? Schematically, we were kind of beep. <laughs> no filter. <laughs> no filter on that one. <laughs> Obviously, you don't need. You a don't translator. say that. You don't need a translator. Kyler Murray. I also was gonna do Lamar Jackson's tweet was not safe for work, yeah. and what he was thinking was even less safe for no. work. <laughs> uh, and I feel bad that his coach is trying to answer for that. Uh, that whole thing is a mess. That's not funny. But yeah, that, I guess that one. So that's the quarterback translator from Against the Grain. Well done. I like it. I think you were spot on <laughs> on all of those. Yeah. I yeah, Mac Jones wants out of it, right? Like it's so cold here. <laughs> it's so right. It can't be fun to play for the Patriots. You 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 know, we've had that debate a little bit. Not you and I haven't had it, but I've heard that a little bit. It's just it's fun when you win. You know? Mm. I, I bet I don't know if playing for Belichick is as fun when you're not winning. I don't know. But also I'm not sure is this job is that job supposed to be fun? It's supposed to be hard. Like Tom Brady, you heard his, that you yeah. did a great translation. But I, I think he doesn't sleep after games. Like, I think he is tortured by that. I don't think, I, I wonder if Tom Brady considers this job fun. I don't know. Well, you know, Ross Tucker, the football, yeah. former football player, he said playing in New England is not fun and yeah. players don't like it. So, and I don't know if he won at that highest level. He was in, he was he's a, five or six years. Yeah. He's a backup. He's a backup offensive He's line. a backup. He came in there. He tells, it was, it's exciting for him. Yeah. But I, I do think that there's an element of, wow, this sucks the fun out of a game that should be somewhat fun. That's a great question. Is it supposed to be fun? I don't know. You know, it's, I mean, a, the it's Bills a thing have that, fun. Your well, Bills have fun. I don't know. It's the thing that the athletes definitely say, which is like, oh, we're so lucky we get to play a kid's game, but like, I think about it with some of these guys, like, we've been talking a lot about Caleb Williams, for example, right? Caleb Williams, who had a professional throwing coach when he was 11, yeah, when yeah. he's been groomed to be a quarterback from this age, like, it almost feels like I, I can't put myself in their shoes, and this is not an indictment on the parenting or anything like that. I'm just saying it probably feels like it's been his job for quite a long time. Yeah. 
But it's probably, I think. And I'm sure it's still fun, too, when you win. It's fun when you have Lincoln Riley as your coach, too. I think anybody <laughs> could have fun in that situation, right? I, I think also the pressure, you know. He's, and also builds. that dude's at USC. Get out of here. That is heaven on earth. Caleb Williams is having fun. I will I guarantee you that. I hope they all are having fun. If he's fun. not having fun as the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at USC, there's something wrong. Who, which sport, which professional athletes do you think are having the least fun? Because I, I think I know. What well, the, it'd probably be football because the injuries, that's probably not fun when you feel like you've been 17 car wrecks at the end of the season. But I would generally say baseball players. Are having the most fun or the, the least, least fun? Because the season's so long? The failure. The failure is so pronounced. Like, you fail, you know two out of three times you're going to the Hall of Fame. But, like, mm. that's a lot of failure to have to get past. Yeah, but you're getting paid a lot of money for a sport where you can play golf six times a week. I, I don't true. know that it's the most grueling sport. <laughs> no, it might not be as grueling. Although, ask a, we'd have, probably have to ask a baseball player about that. Mm. They still play through yeah, injuries. Yeah, they're, they're objective. Yeah. <laughs> Smalls, I mean, your, your favorite player, Bryce Smalls, Harper, doesn't even play in the outfield John anymore. John's played golf five days a week. Well, he only pitched once a week. Yeah. <laughs> No, I know. I'm thinking the pitchers. I just don't think it's that hard. I think you get paid a ton of money and you get a lot of downtime. I would, I would take baseball. Probably. It's not a. It's an, It's not a collision sport. No. But those guys all seem miserable. I mean, it's not like soccer, that tough guy sport. Is uh, what's the deal with? I, you know, <laughs> I was gonna put up a poll yesterday. Aww. What's softer, soccer players or soccer fans? Because oh, the, the hatred I got all nice. day by suggesting mm-hmm. that Christian Pulisic didn't put his life on the line to score that goal. <laughs> Somebody sent us a note later today. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep on digging my own grave. Yeah. They said to Maggie and I that I owed an apology because he had a pelvic concussion. I think the guy had a typo. No, No, the guy said pelvic concussion. I actually looked it up. I think a pelvic concussion. There's no such thing. There's no brain rattling around there. Although sometimes I think you guys are probably (laughs) guided more by that than your brains. Right. There's no pelvic. I know there's no pelvic concussion. Fancy word for for bruise. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, doesn't sound good at all. A Wait, pelvic contusion. Yeah, it's better than a pelvic concussion. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of rattling around down there. Oh, that's I honestly had Googled pelvic concussion last night to see, and you should have seen where it came up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that wasn't a work computer. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, see you guys on the phones. We'll get to you. Promise, promise. Um, we also have ooh, a lot on the line for tomorrow night. Early sort of, we're getting into the time in the NFL season where some of these games feel like playoff games. Why is this one a playoff game for New England, not for Buffalo? Is it? You got to explain. It, it always is. It's a grudge match. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. See you guys. Get you on the phones as well. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here is Rich Ackerman. It's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Jordan. In Myrtle Beach, where will you be watching USA versus the Netherlands on Saturday morning? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Should I be somewhere? Do I have to be in a group of people for this? Well, it could be like one of those Premier League things where you go to a bar in the morning. Yeah. It's always a great excuse to drink in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Want to have your first drink at 9 a.m. watching a soccer game? Soccer match. It seems like, me. yeah, this is this is this is the time to get the day drinking in. Uh it could be another one of those. It's like an England NFL game. You could start at nine. Yeah. Then you go straight in the Big Twelve title game at noon. Oh yeah. The night. I don't know if the night slates. Oh, actually, yeah. No, you're gonna have the Pac-12. That's no, no, you're gonna have championship. Oh yeah, that's Friday. So you're gonna have. No, I bet Saturday is a good sports day. You start nine a.m. or ten a.m. Whatever it is for World Cup. Then you get. Well, I mean, what's have, first? Big Twelve championship. 
I know the Big Ten does theirs at night. It's like 7.30. Yeah, I don't know. LSU, without the stakes, it's not going to oh, be Oh, yeah, as... the SEC is probably, what, 3.30, something like that? Uh, I think that's 8 o'clock at night, I would imagine. Oh, is 7 it o'clock at night. The Big, oh. tw- the Big 12 is at 12 Eastern. The SEC is at 4 Eastern. And then the Big Ten is at 8 Eastern. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. the day right there. Uh, what? Michigan-Purdue. You'll watch it. You'll end up sending out a hundred tweets about it. Uh, no, I'm going to be all over that LSU Georgia game. That is fun. I I've been to a couple of SEC title games. We used to sponsor that game, so they always send us down. It is it's a little antiseptic. I know that's going to sound crazy. It's got that Super Bowl feel, yeah. where you're in the big stadium, but there's a lot of pageantry there. I just wish there was a little more steak. I need I need some juice here, Maggie. It's I need the only some game chaos. that really has sizzle to Friday me. night. Is is yeah the Pac-12? Well, and also I mean, yeah. maybe Listen, TCU, but TCU can't get demolished here. You know yeah. that the committee's looking for a reason to try to give them, you know, the screw job. You gotta make sure you keep this thing at least within a field goal. Like you can't yeah. lose by ten points. And uh, listen, I think we're disrespecting TCU a little bit to even say this. I mean, I know you've been on their bandwagon, but I think they're they're probably gonna win. I mean, we 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 actually they have a lot to play for here. Where no. Kansas State. Uh, Deuce Vaughn is my guy at running back, but generally they, they don't have the same incentive. Isn't that a big deal when these kind of games incentive to win? I would think uh, to, to try to play spoiler a little for Kansas state. Yeah. That's big. Wait, where are you guys watching these games? Stu, you're, yeah. do you have a big plan here? Not yet. I'm waiting on it, but I'm waiting on a couple of people to get back to me, but yeah, maybe a soccer bar in New York, maybe Carragher's, which is in downtown. That's a Liverpool bar or maybe, um, Legends, which is in Midtown, uh, by the Empire State Building, one of those maybe, or maybe somewhere else. We'll see. You know, there's a big, there's a couple big Michigan bars that you could camp out at and have a good time. <laughs> Start at nine, Saturday. wait till nine o'clock at yeah. night. You can just drink the we'll whole way. Yeah, yeah. Just and call beers. us. We'll come pick you up and peel <laughs> you off the sidewalk. I think there's an Alabama. Well, Alabama. Oh, no, that's a shame. You can't, you can't Are you do it. <laughs> no, no. But I know there's an Alabama bar downtown too. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> Muscle like memory you, that Alabama like you, would be you in. You brought it up, game. yeah, just to put them down. I had forgotten. <laughs> Jack is in California. Wants to talk about the Pac-12 versus the Big Ten. Hello, Jack. Hey, Maggie. How you doing? I'm doing great. What's on your mind? Hey, first of all, I want to thank you for being unbiased and bringing facts to the table. I mean, Perloff, you're a smart guy. But uh, this whole uh, Big uh, Ten, Pac-12, Maggie's exactly right. And I want to point out a couple of things. Like, one is, you know, you talk about, like, Maggie, you kept kind of bringing the facts up, which are, it's about this current year. And you can't look at it years past where you can say, historically, you know, the Big 12, 10 is better. Absolutely true. But, I mean, historically, it doesn't really count as much anymore because of the transfer portal. Mm. Uh, the transfer portal has allowed teams like USC to make themselves meaningful again immediately, right? And so you do have to look at it year to year. And you look at, you, look at, you know, uh, you guys made the comments about how, oh, you know, if you compare the Big Ten, do you really think they're as good as the Pac-12 or they're not as good as the Pac-12? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at the facts, like Maggie said, I mean, Washington State beat Wisconsin. Those are two middle, you know, Big Ten teams, Pac-12 teams. Washington oh, beat Yeah, but Wisconsin's State. a nightmare this season. Yeah, but you can, but again, you can't make the point that this season, like you are, you know, if you look at it, if you look at it that way, you say, well, well, this one time, well, yeah, I mean, but you, you, you guys are trying to draw like a broad brush against everything based on prior years. I mean, you guys even made the schedule about, oh, well, USC's played Rice. Yeah, okay. And then Maggie rightfully brought up, well, who has Michigan played? But then you guys said, well, that's just one instance. But look at Penn State. I mean, they played Ohio University, Central Michigan. They did play Auburn, again, who's down. Ohio State played Arkansas State. 
Notre Dame, who USC also played in Toledo. And so if you really look at this objectively, and, you, you know, Perloff, you made the comment, well, how will UCLA do in the, in the Big Ten, right? Well, UCLA is the fifth-best team in the Pac-12. Well, if you look at the fifth-best team in the, in the Big Ten, it's Iowa or Illinois or Minnesota. How would they do against USC, UCLA, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington? So my point is this. I'm not saying the Big Ten is a bad conference, but I'm saying Maggie's exactly right, that you can't look at it and say, well, in the past, the Big Ten has been better. That's true. But this year, you can make a case the Pac-12 is better, and that's exactly what Maggie's point is with saying the college football committee is looking at it and saying, no, there's six teams here in the Pac-12 that are worthy of being ranked. There's only three in the Big Ten. And so, look. Well, show me the, Jack, show me the Pac-12 Give me a list of the out-of-conference impressive games. The games just showed you the Pac-12 was better than these other conferences. Well, I mean, again, like we don't have time to go over all the schedules, but because I, they, but first I, of all, they I, did I, play. They they feasted on each other and played weak out-of-conference schedules. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell how the Pac-12 and the Big unless they played like the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I'm watching the ESPN <laughs> side. Yeah. We need that to really make an educated opinion on this, don't we? But you can't. But you can't make that argument against the Pac-12 when the same argument exists for the Big Ten. I mean, I told you the schedule for Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan, totally unimpressive as well. And so you can't make a case based on the out-of-conference schedule for the Big Ten, which is also weak, that that's the, you know, that's the measuring stick. I mean, and I did point out how Washington State beat Wisconsin and, Mich- and Washington beat Michigan State. You're right. Those are middle-tier teams. We don't have any comparative points unless you look at USC beating Notre Dame at the end of the year more convincingly than Ohio State beating Notre Dame the first game of the year, and, and Notre Dame is probably a better team at the end of the year. But again, like, look, this is what college football is all about, is subjectivity. The point I'm trying to make is not saying the Pac-12 is, like, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, absolutely for sure, but, but yeah. uh, what I am saying is that Maggie's right. She's saying, <laughs> I love how much you're saying that, Jack. That. I mean, honestly, I... <laughs> I appreciate it, and thank you so much for the call. You came with the backup. You said I was right like four times. Solid call. You're welcome back to the show anytime. In fact, give him the bat line okay. Actually, so he just goes directly right into the top of the call screener. I want to bet you. Nobody's going to bet me on this Ohio State versus two-loss USC. No, because the uh, we can't bet on the committee. They're not a rational actor. Yes, you know? they are. They're going to pick Ohio State. I'll bet anybody well, here. How about this? Why don't we see who plays in the Rose Bowl? Because that's an easy way to do the Pac-12 versus the Big Ten. An exhibition game? Who well, cares? I'm just saying you wanted you wanted them to go head to head. I don't know who's going to play. I don't know. No, no, no. no. Because, yeah, that won't count for anything. Those. I mean, last year's Rose Bowl was sick, but the was Rose that Bowl's Ohio State, a fun Utah? Game. But it doesn't matter. I mean, that you can't judge anything. You need a preseason challenge like the ACC Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. We need more games to figure this out, Maggie. <laughs> well, take it up with the committee. Uh, Jeff is in Minnesota. Hey, Jeff. Hey. Um, I think a lot of this face-off is um, SEC is always so overrated in these rankings. And then they say, well, look look at the ranked teams they played. Well, how can you do that when they're overrated? And then you take, like, the Pac-12, who's beat up on each other, and yet they're rewarded. But then the Big Ten, when they beat up on each other, they're, uh, they're looked down upon. I mean, it, it needs to go head-to-head. Right. Well, Jeff, I mean, I think SEC overrated, I mean. I mean, Georgia did smoke Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. It was the first game of the season, though, which I always think you're you're more, barring any injuries, you're more who you are, I think, at the end of the year than you are at the beginning. But I also applaud those teams for taking on those challenges. 
because I love starting the season off with a bang like that. Anybody can play Little Sister of the Poor. You know, let's try to really test yourself with someone. I hope they do that more. Okay, let's look at this metric. When, how about NFL draft, which is sometimes talked about as a metric to, to see how good a team is, how talented they are. Of the, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. But if you look at Kuiper's big board, of the 32 top prospects, which conferences do you think have the most represented? I mean, probably the SEC. Probably the SEC. It's probably <laughs> 18 out of 32 are from the SEC, six are from the Big Ten, four are from the Pac-12, and two are from the Big 12. That's, I think that says something. I mean, there's probably 16 from Georgia and Alabama alone. I have, last year, Georgia probably had more players selected in the first round than the entire Pac-12. Okay, well, you can go by volume, but then I could also give you who are the top players or, you know, the top players in the NFL. Which conference was Patrick Mahomes in? Uh, okay. <laughs> wait, which wait, conference what? was Josh Allen in? I you, have no idea, actually. What's, yeah, what's I Wyoming is in the... <laughs> uh, is it, yeah, sure. Um... <laughs> I mean, this year's draft will be top three of the SEC, probably. Every year's draft almost is. I, I, I mean, Alabama and Georgia are such juggernauts. And LSU well, right behind well, them. Well, not every draft. Trevor Lawrence was in the ACC, and Zach I, Wilson was went to BYU, okay. not West. Right, but this year it'll probably be Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Jalen okay, well, Carter, this one, year, two, and three. But not every year is like that. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, every year is exactly like that. But if you, if I'm looking at who are the, some of the best players in the NFL, can not you Google all how many NFL. SEC players per year go compared to the other conferences? Well, obviously, last year didn't you have 11 from Georgia's defense alone went? It's like <laughs> that every year because they're more talented. Uh, quickly, JJ is in California. JJ, what's up? Hey, can I bring something up real quick? With sure. What you guys are talking about? Yeah. With this college football stuff, I just feel like why is college basketball so much more interesting? Like, why is this so much more a topic? It's because of that big old tournament. So I think, like, as long as they make a tournament with more teams to get in it, they'll stop playing these little weak schedules where people play Toledo, like dude was saying, and all this and that. You know, it'll even out. And besides that, I want to bring up about the Chiefs and the Bengals this week, this weekend. Yeah. Right? We got a big game, and we got McLovin, my bad, Pearl, who said, (laughs) Bengals were going to do their thing this year. Now they have the Super Bowl slump, and they're coming through. Pearl was right on that. Tough, uh, got, tough schedule ahead, though. Right, right, right. So they got the Bills at home and the Ravens at home, and then they got to play at the Chiefs. They pull through. I think they can do it, Pearl. I think you might have them in there. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, you know it's one of our commandments, JJ. Thou shall not bet against Joe Burrow. Right, right. He is a monster out there. You know, it's just, it's it's our religion. What can we say? JJ, thank you, you so much for it. the call. You know what's definitely, funny, definitely. though? You JJ, you just made me think of something. And again, thank you. You just made me think of something, though. Like, we talk way more, though, about college football than we do college basketball. The tournament's well, sitting there at the end. Yeah. I get that. But, like, on a week-to-week, because the games mean so much more. You know, each individual game. I think we underestimate we being the media how popular college basketball is. Because I feel like I feel like I think it's a little. I was watching a little last night. Syracuse, Illinois. Syracuse is not good, by the way. That was that was a disappointing way to watch. I I think we kind of underestimated. I think it's a little bit of a sleeping giant. I think college basketball is really popular. I don't know where I get that sense from, but. I mean, Mike, you, 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 we get calls. Like, if we put out college basketball topics, we'd probably get a lot of calls, don't you think? Or I mean, maybe. It's definitely, like, big in local markets with, like, certain fans. But I think just from, like, a national perspective, college, like, college, even college football, they're there for three years. You know Will Anderson from last year. You right. know Bryce Young. You know these guys. 
college basketball, it's either one and dones or guys that like you just don't know about. And just when you start to learn about them, maybe Gonzaga has a guy or two, like Timmy, who's there for three years. But like those Duke teams with Leitner and Hurley and Grant Hill and all that, like they were around for three, four years. You got to know them. You felt the rivalries. You got to know the players. And there was there was anticipation for the next year. I couldn't name for you the best player in college basketball right now. I have no idea who it is. Top five, give me one. I have no clue. No I think idea. It could be Drew. Oscar Schwebe. Drew Timmy's not far behind. They oh, played each other recently. Yeah, Drew, Drew Timmy's the only name I even know. But that's because every year it's changing. So unless you're like re-upping yourself every single year. Well, and, and think Juzang's about still there too, right? What's up? Isn't Johnny Juzang still at college or am I making that up? So, I feel like he came out this year finally. The he other, might have. The other, <laughs> finally. The, well, now NIL could keep guys in college longer, you know? Armando Baycott was like, you know, kind of famously, right, last year, decided to go back to school. Drew Zhang's with Utah, by the yeah. way, yeah. with the Jazz. And by the way, Perloff, I'm looking at Kuiper's big board. Of the top 16, five are SEC, four are Big Ten. So, a little so more split. I, I got some numbers. Uh, and I lost them. Okay, from <laughs> SEC Sports.com. You had them, yeah, and there sure they go. Sure you did. Sure you <laughs> lost Last year, 12 SEC, oh, you know, I had this, seven I had this. Big Ten, four ACC. Since 2010, 135 first-rounders from SEC. ACC is next at 64, Big Ten at 64, then Pac-12, 53, Big 12, 42. Totally what you'd expect. It just goes on the strength of the schedule. SEC is ridiculous. I mean, that's Georgia and Alabama, LSU alone, or half the NFL. Oh, I get it. Totally. I was just saying, just look at who are some of the best players individually in the NFL, and where did they go to college? Not everybody's from the SEC. Lamar Jackson's not from the SEC. Mahomes isn't from the SEC. Just, right, right, right. just because they're good in the SEC doesn't mean they translate to being good in the NFL. Oh, well, that's come on. True. You guys are stretching now. You guys know <laughs> the SEC dominates the NFL. All too. I know is that when the Bills keep picking these Alabama guys, I'm like, go, do it. They've yeah, never the, seen snow before. Doesn't do you want matter. to know why the Eagles are 9 1? They have <laughs> Alabama, the varsity version. Thank you, Samter. Thank you, Stu Kovacs. Thank you to Marlo Donahue, Allison Cohen. We'll see everybody tomorrow. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.